Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Rob from Cigar Store Idiots. You may be asking yourself what Moonwalker Delta 8 is. Moonwalker is the industry leader in Delta 8 THC products, an emerging category pushing the boundaries of the cannabis plant. By expertly combining terpenes with complementary flavors, Moonwalker represents the absolute pinnacle of Delta 8 THC products, all engineered for pure bliss and joy. If you have any questions or concerns about the legality of Delta 8, please feel free to visit moonwalker.com backslash pages backslash legal. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Cigar Store Idiots. I am Rob. You are? I am Ed. What's up, Ed? And you, sir? Otto. What's happening, fellas? Not much, man. Everybody have a good weekend. Man, that song's the shit. It is. It. Uh, I did not mean that in any any way, sweetheart. I was not directed <laughs> towards you. Man. I love you. You are the best. You preaching to the choir, brother. We, uh, does it look like rain today? <laughs> When I got up, <laughs> slept asleep in the bed last night. I was thanking God more than fucking Snoop Dogg at the Grammys. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm telling you, man, sleeping on the couch ain't the same at 34 as it was in my teens. No, know, it man. ain't, man. It, I woke. I have awoken on the couch and thought, you know what? Fuck this! I am not sleeping here no more. <laughs> it make you apologize immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I did, but I'm so sorry. Now let me. In. <laughs> uh, we got a um the couch we have. We have this have a big old leather sectional, and for whatever reason, the only place in our house that gets cold is our living room, and the vent like like is pointed right on top of that couch. There ain't no way you're sleeping down there, son. You you there ain't no snuggy thick enough to keep me on that couch to sleep. <laughs> it's it's cold as hell down there, so. I'd rather go up there and fist fight with, uh, you know, my significant other uh, yeah. and uh, sleep in the corner beside the bed. They seem to like it. Sleep on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> it seems, it's, uh, it's, uh, Phil Collins said, there's something in the air. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh, before we get started on today's episode, I want to give a shout out to our three new patrons on our Patreon account. Uh, Mike Rogers, Jason Miller, and uh, North of the Border... Miss Peace Cat. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She told me to tell everybody uh, that we're doing a good job and uh, keep it up. And uh, she wished she had a twang 
like we did. We, she does love the southern accent. She's envious of our twang. Mike Rogers. That sounds like the best welder in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, Mike. <laughs> but thank you guys uh, for helping us grow the show and, and, and keep this thing moving forward. So be sure to check out our Patreon page. Um, I, I found out that it's not very easy to find. People say it's very difficult to find. So... If you follow us on Facebook, uh, or CS Idiots Podcast on Facebook, um, we'll have links to our Patreon. What we do is we release uh, uh, just specific episodes that are for Patreon. And then, of course, um, I post, I have a, a segment on there uh, that I post. It's called uh, Things That My Mother Should Be Ashamed of Me For. So there's a lot of things that I'll post on that. So, <laughs> but uh, thank you guys so much. And also, we have a brand new sponsor, and I'm working diligently to get their information up on our um, website so you can start doing some purchases. Um, the name of the company is uh, Bloke Store, and what these guys do is they make classic rings and timepieces, um, so uh, pocket watches. So a company, this company's out of Amsterdam. They have some beautiful stuff, so go check them out on Instagram on Bloke Store, B-L-O-Q-E-S-T-O-R-E, Bloke Store. So go check them out. And we have a promo code with those guys, and so you can save some money when you uh, decide to buy some stuff. So check them out. Thank you, uh, and thank you, thank those guys for sponsoring us. So we appreciate it. We certainly do. Okay, guys, um, let's get into this uh exciting i don't know what it is i got it i got a little tickled on uh the alligator story last time so guess what i found another one <laughs> today's what the florida we're coming to you from palm city florida where a florida man was accused of forcing a small alligator to drink beer Oh, I thought this was going to be I know, worse. yeah. <laughs> as soon as he said forced a small alligator, I was like. Don't end good. We should, Supposedly, you can get three raccoons up there, but I didn't know about one if alligator. Get, <laughs> if you could have seen their faces, that was. <laughs> uh, Timothy Kepke and Noah Osborne were charged last week with the unlawful taking of an alligator. I guess you can't take them. There is some kind of weird, like, thing if you. It, it's they're not. I guess they're endangered, but there's like four million of them down there. Oh yeah, there's there's some kind of gray area with. You never read a story about a guy forcing a python in Florida to drink a beer. No, no, that would be a lot more interesting. I would like to force one to drink a, or to eat about four or five of them cans, and then you could watch the cans go down and then shoot those cans and see how big he got. <laughs> well, I'm just twisted like that. Sorry. Are you talking about cans of uh, biscuits? Fosters. Fosters. Oh, shit. <laughs> That'll kill it shit. itself. So. Yeah, it will. Um, authorities said they've arrested a Florida man who provoked a small alligator into biting his arm and then pouring beer into the animal's mouth for, so it would release him. News outlets report 27-year-old Timothy Kepke and 22-year-old Noah Osborne were charged last week with unlawfully taking an alligator. Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation, Conservation Commission officers uh, began investigating in August for a complaint that Osborne was catching alligators in Palm City, Florida and handing, handing them to Kepke. Kepke appears. Oh, this is even better. Kepke appears on the video. There's video evidence. <laughs> yes, to let the alligator <laughs> repeat, repeatedly bite his forearm. The video shows Kepke feeding 
<laughs> the alligator beer as it struggles. When officers interviewed Kepke last month, he reportedly acknowledged that he was in the video and said the gator was alive and they just released it. The men were released on bond. Jail record didn't list any attorneys for them. Because if they called an attorney, they're like, no. You well, know, there's video evidence, you dumbass. They got you dead to rights. There's no, no, def- there's no defense. I Johnny can- Cochran ain't even yeah. answering the phone. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know what law they broke. I mean, I, I Being guess. Being dumb. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, when I'm thinking about feeding alligators beer, I'm like throwing like something to prop his mouth over There's and There's a other ways Not letting to him do bite it, my damn yeah, arm. Yeah. Bite you. Yeah. That's some Says Florida the, shit. You could see the alligator struggling. Well, yeah, because he's trying to rip his arm yeah, off. He's, he's struggling. Yeah. He's trying to. Man, but let's look at it like this. That thing was having a meal and it had a beer. So yeah. how can you be mad about it? Hey, uh, hey, Buford, there's a line of alligators in the backyard. I don't know what the hell you've been doing, but you need to stop. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you can't judge the animal. I, my cat kissed me, or, well, I was kissing the cat, and it bit my lip. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something. It's, uh, they're just unpredictable. Yeah, I'm, if you're listening out there, you, you can't make out with these animals like you think you can. <laughs> <laughs> they're not... Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, in their world, it's forced copulation. It's, uh, it's, right. a, it's a known term yeah. uh, in the If you was a kingdom. sea otter, you'd have bit the shit out of him yeah, first. Right yeah, right on the cheek yeah. or on the neck. Well, so. he, he's a boy cat, so he's probably madder than hell that <laughs> I can guarantee it. I can guarantee it. So I guarantee it. <laughs> I bet you Justin Wilson's been bit by a, He probably fed an alligator a beer or two back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I used to... Dude, I, that's one of my vivid memories of being a kid uh, when I would go to my grandparents' house. And my grandparents love Justin Wilson, that Cajun cook oh, on, yeah. PB, on PBS. Yeah, that Paul Rothell. Yeah, get that old squirrel <laughs> head over there to make it taste better. And I'm like, man, what is he? I just wanted to see what the hell he was eating. And I guess that grew up. Um, that's why I have a, uh, a fascination with Andrew Zimmerman on Bizarre Foods. Cause when I was a kid, I used to I used to love watching uh, Justin Wilson cook all that crazy shit, squirrel heads and and, and you know whatever, alligator whatever. And uh, now I grew up, and I guess that makes sense. So yeah. I just brought it all back around. I was well, always like, real. In, I was real always real interested in George Zimmerman. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I get what you're saying, Rob. <laughs> It's like uh, everybody's like, why is true crime so popular? Hell, we were we grew up on nine one one, TJ Hooker, and yeah. Unsolved Mysteries. What else were we supposed to and do? In the heat of the night, yeah, yeah. I wait. I was, oh, <laughs> never mind. I googled something else. Heat, heat, not in. It's always crazy how they have those titles. It, it is. I got y'all. And some sick it. bastard like me can make it all wrong for you. Well, I was like. I was a kid and spent a night with a buddy of mine in Villa Rica, and uh, I get a call from my daddy. I just got there. I ain't been there about an hour, and he says, uh, he says when you get home, we got to have a talk. He said, you run up a digital cable bill. You know, this is probably 2000. And I was like, all right, well, no problem. He said, I said, uh, yeah, I just ordered some movies. I'm sorry about that. He says, oh, yeah, I know. He said, one of them's called Crips and Pleasures. What the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, my God. That's only one thing that could be. Look, you say that. I worked with a lady, um, and she came into work one day. She's just boohoo and crying. She's all upset. and Hell, she was crying like somebody in the family died. And uh, I was like, hey, are you okay? What's what's going on? Why are you so upset? And she goes, we're getting our cable cut off. And I was like, well, I mean, 
you can get it cut back home. It happens. She's like, no, you don't understand. And so they lived out in the boonies, so they had satellite. Their son was waking up in the middle of the night and ordering porn uh, to the tune of $897 worth of porn he ordered. Damn. <laughs> and she was like, it's going to take, take us forever to pay that off. We're never going to have cable again. And I was like, I feel for you. And uh, little probably, Johnny gonna have to start a side business. You should, yeah, you should <laughs> yeah. beat your kid when you get home. So, yeah, man. I mean, yards he's got to cut to pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> I bet his 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 arms gonna be too tired to push that lot swing that weed eater. So it's gonna work out. <laughs> well, I had to do it. I had to pay that off. <laughs> had a broke arm from wrestling camp after push mowing yards in the neighborhood. <laughs> pay my daddy back. <laughs> Hey, I used to, when Tyler used to wear my underwear, it made me so mad because I have like, uh, my underwear is like, I wear smalls because I have real small hips and Tyler would wear them and stretch them all out and I'd put them on, they'd just fall off of me. <laughs> and I'd be like, if you wear another pair of my fucking underwear, I'm, it's going to cost you 20 bucks. Every time I find a pair of my underwear in your dirty clothes, it's, it's 20 bucks. And after we got to about $160, he stopped wearing my underwear. Yeah, or just mess them up so bad he don't want to wear them. <laughs> you going to put them on? <laughs> I can't wear these. Jesus Christ. These already got shit in them. <laughs> oh, Tyler. We miss you, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler, we do. Tyler's slinging boxes at the UPS now, so uh, maybe one day we can get him back on another episode. One thing I've been doing, I've been told by a million people, hey, you got to go listen to In the Red Clay podcast. Uh and if you have not listened to In the Red Clay podcast, I'm telling you, like everybody has told me, you got to listen to the In the Red Clay podcast. And what that is, is uh, it is the beginning of the Dixie Mafia and the people that ran it. And it's excellent. And it's far better than, uh, you know, anything that's on TV right now. I don't know why it's not a movie. It's not a TV show. Um, it's excellent. The people at Ozark, uh, that wrote and uh, produced Ozarks kind of dumb lucked upon uh, – these people he was out scouting scouting a location and everybody said well you need to go see the old guy that's uh down the road he's about to open up a moonshine company and he said uh he was looking for like what was it 11 o'clock midnight between 11 and 1 he was looking for a parking lot yeah his trailer and he pulled in saw some lights on went knocked on the door and he said this big burly man with hands the size of andre giant (laughs) opened the door and uh he said sir do you mind if i park my trailer i'm not gonna leave it there i just gotta catch some sleep and he's like just a, you know southern hospitality sure you know, yeah as long as you're nice to somebody down here we're gonna be all right to you right yeah. and so they struck up a conversation and he said the person that everybody told me to meet i just met yeah and they just you know they've become real good friends the last one that he released just this couple months ago um like i told you man there's a there's a couple episodes there that'll pull at your heartstrings yeah. even though the guy's a cold faced killer but uh he's such a he and he told him his the guy that does it's sean cop and um he told him he said sean if it wasn't for you he said i'd still be carrying this this heavy hate, burden hate, hate yeah around wow <clears throat> it's unreal though i mean he said people walk in and he said you can see when they open the door he said it's like they've known me my whole life and he said do you know how refreshing that is he said because i was looked at like such I, a scab I, on society yeah 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 yeah. And he's 62 now, I think. I want to go. And actually, our Patreon, Mike Rogers, he uh, they actually went to Winder and they met him. So, yeah. But it's a cool thing. Uh, uh, that whole story is unbelievable. I had no idea that 
all that was going on. And, and that's wa- just East Georgia. Yeah, East Winder, Georgia is not far from where we are. So, uh, and it ain't very big either. We, we will not say anything derogatory or negative about the Dixie Mafia, other than uh, damn what a hell of a story it is to tell. So, yeah. Um, but happening upon uh, that and listening to it, it kind of got me reflecting on a, a certain lawman, a gentleman by the name of Buford Pusser. And if you've seen Walking Tall back in the seventies, there was a movie made. Was it the eighties? It was early eighties, and I think yeah. they made. He played himself. He played himself. Yeah, and they made two or three. There, there was. I think there was three of them. And then, of course, they did a recent one in what two thousand four with a rock. Yeah. And then Kevin Sorbo came in and just uh, he did two of them. Yeah, they yeah. were straight to DVDs, but uh, they were masterpieces. Anything <laughs> Kevin Sorbo's in, gonna be a masterpiece. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Can it go straight to DVD anymore, or does it just go straight digital? It probably goes straight digital now. Uh, yeah, maybe but you know is. what? Fabio? Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo. Why has nobody done a Fabio movie and he's played Fabio? <laughs> or a Scott Stapp movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Right. That's great. <laughs> Man, my favorite thing to get my family in the car and a Creed song comes on, oh, it's a concert. It's oh. Like, it's a straight-up concert. Oh, Nickelback. The- yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nickelback is the number one export. They are bigger than the Beatles. Is that real? Is, is that crazy? real? It's real. And that lead singer's an ugly son of a bitch, too, boy. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's a damn ugly. He cries, it goes down his back. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, have to cross his face. <laughs> his name, was it Chad Kruger? Yeah. No relation to Freddie? Yeah, no, nah, but they look like they can. <laughs> <laughs> it's, had my first piece Something of ice. Nice. First piece of ice spit across the table this morning. <laughs> so let's take a look at Buford Hayes Pusser. Uh, he was born on December twelfth, nineteen thirty-seven, in Finger, Tennessee. Finger, man, that's McNary County. Finger, finger, not a fist, not a fist, just a finger, okay. just a finger. <laughs> I mean, I guess some towns are known for some things. Just name it after it. <laughs> Climax, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Dirty Intercourse, Sanchez, Pennsylvania. New <laughs> Dirty Sanchez. <laughs> Cleveland Steamer, Cleveland. <laughs> Anal Sex, Alabama. <laughs> there went that new sponsor we've been working on. Oh, Is that down there in the Mobile? Yeah. <laughs> it's below dosing. A little bit below dosing. <laughs> I came, th- <laughs> I came through there a couple of times. <laughs> I like that pun. That was nice. <laughs> we'll be here all week, boys. <laughs> Tip your waitresses. Try the meal. <laughs> oh, um, man. You look at, uh, he was a uh, McNary County, uh, Tennessee. He was a sheriff from uh, 1964 to 1970 and a constable in Adamsville from 1970 to 1972. Uh, Pusser was known for his virtual one-man war on moonshine, prostitution, gambling, and other vices along Mississippi-Tennessee state lines. His effort uh, efforts inspired several books, songs, which I tried to find. I could not find a song. Um, and so we opened up Waylon Jennings today. And uh, songs, movies, and TV series. He was also a well-known pro wrestler, but went by the name Buford the Bull in the Mid-South. So that's a Bill Watts territory for you wrestling fans out there. He's six, or he was six foot six. And the only reason he didn't uh, get into the Army is because he had asthma. Yeah. And now they're taking anybody. Oh, if yeah. you drag a leg, you can get in. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You don't speak English? Hell yeah. Come on. Yeah. You're a soldier. 
<laughs> uh, there's actually a Buford Puster Museum was established uh, in the home he lived in at the time of his death in 1974. Uh, a, Buf- abuse- abusive- <laughs> a Buford Puster Festival is held each May in his hometown of Adamsville, Tennessee. That might be a field trip we need to take. That'd be awesome. It would be. Well, he didn't realize that cleaning up his town, he was targeting the Dixie Mafia and the state line mob. Now, Finger, from what I could look at, is over there on the Mississippi border. I always thought he was in East Tennessee growing up. That's but, what I always thought, too. But it's it's like south just a little southeast of Memphis. So... Any anybody traveling through the great state of Mississippi into Tennessee, you probably come close to the finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, long long finger of the law. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been a sundowner town. I don't know. It could have been. It could have been. Um, again, we talked about uh, Puster was born in Finger. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. Uh, McNary County, Tennessee, on December twelfth, nineteen thirty-seven. He was the son of Helen. And Carl Pusser, his father was a police chief in Adamsville, Tennessee. Uh, Pusser was a high school football and basketball star. He was like uh, you had said, Otto, six foot, uh, tall, six foot six uh, inch tall man, big dude. Um, in 1957, he moved to Chicago, where he was located. Well, he was the local known wrestler as uh, Buford the Bull. He uh, married his wife Pauline Mullins, uh, and uh, actually returned back to Tennessee in 1962. Um, and again, where he was the Adamsville uh, police chief and constable from 1962 to 1964. And after incumbent Sheriff Dickey, uh, James Dickey was killed in an auto accident. Um, Puster was elected uh, sheriff of McNary County, Tennessee, and become the youngest sheriff in Tennessee history. Um, and then again, he 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 kind of started his own problems when he started trying to eradicate the Dixie Mafia and the state line mob. Well, in '64. The town was labeled one of the most dangerous places to live in the entire state of Tennessee. That's wow. how bad the crime was there, and so he went on a a cleaning spree, mm-hmm. he, as he would as he would attest to. They made several assassination attempts on him, and uh, unfortunately, they got close in sixty four or in seventy four, and they killed his wife, and that kind of set him in a tailspin. This dude had been shot. Multiple times, stabbed multiple times. I mean, like anytime he went out, you guarantee he was going to get shot or stabbed. <laughs> but he was getting in a fucking fight with somebody. I mean, it was going down, and he was kind of fearless. Um, he, um, he, uh, he, like you said, he had, he had survived several assassination attempts on February the first, nineteen sixty six. Louise Han- Hathcock attempted to kill Puster on an on site investigation of a robbery complaint. Uh, at the Shamrock, which was a bar, uh, Hathcock fired a pistol, uh, conce- a thirty-eight pistol concealed, and Pusser, uh, Pusser returned fire and killed Hathcock. Um, he was shot three times by an unidentified man in 1967. Uh, he was already a local hero uh, for his war on the state line mob and brought national prominence when his wife Pauline was killed in August of 1967. During his assassination ambush intended for Pusser, Puster named Kurtsky McCord Nix Jr. Now, if you got three names, you're just a bad person. Yep. Just like the guy said on In the Red Clay. Think about Lee Harvey Oswalt or John Wayne Gacy. It's kind of the same thing. So. 